In my bright yellow two-story childhood home in Florida, we only had two pictures of my dad's father. One in our computer room, right next to the TV, that showed a giggly, salt, and peppered-haired, newly retired man in front of his red car. And one in our piano room that pictured him just 20 years prior, but not so giggly, rather posed with a seemingly stern yet protective disposition. Besides these two images, I had no clue what my grandfather really looked like. My dad didn't talk about him too much either. I figured from an early age it was too painful for him too. But the child in me yearns the feeling of wanting to know more about a man that undoubtedly affects my life. That is why, if I can invite anyone to my folding dark wood dining table here in Evanston, I would invite my grandfather, Elijah Turner II, also known as Big June. My grandfather, born in the small Delta city of Onward, Mississippi in 1941, was a good Southern man. He had a very humble upbringing, raised on the same plantation his grandfather was enslaved on. Big June, as his family called him because of his solid 210 pound all muscle, no fat figure, had a very calm personality that demanded nothing but respect. He met his wife, my grandmother Cleo, in high school. My grandfather always dreamed of going to college, he was an intellect who had elegant penmanship and a niche for math. For Big June, however, taking care and providing for his wife and four black sons in Los Angeles always took precedence. My grandfather saw a lot growing up in Mississippi, learning how to navigate the Jim Crow South and terrors of racism and white supremacy. So when it came to discussing the civil rights movement or even the local Watts riot in 1965, he didn't have much to say. It took too much energy to hate, he would always tell my father. There was, however, one incident that did shake him to his core. His closest cousin and best friend's Pete death at the hands of the LAPD. Pete was the reason why my grandfather made his way from Mississippi to Los Angeles amid the Great Migration. As disenfranchised Black men, they saw opportunity to support their families the best way they could. And when my grandfather moved to Los Angeles in 1963 with my grandmother and their eldest son, Pete lived right across the street from them. I cannot fathom the pain my grandfather probably endured in the aftermath of Pete's traumatic death. I wonder if he often thought about the day his best friend died, and I wonder how my grandfather would react to today's fight against the same horrors that impacted our family more than 50 years ago. Like me, Big June liked the bigger and finer things in life. On the very few days he was off from his job as a lead assembly man at McDonnell Douglas, he would dress himself and his sons up in their fine tailor-made suits and travel around the city. If I were to have him over for dinner at my apartment in downtown Evanston, I would absolutely show him my favorite tailored pieces living on my clothing rack. And boy did he love cars! <laughs> Yet I think he would be quite disappointed that his almost 21-year-old granddaughter still does not know how to drive. It is those details about my grandfather that truly makes me mourn his invisible presence even more. His death, the day before my parents' wedding, was an incredibly shocking moment. My grandfather's pride, which was almost innate to his Southern identity, led him to never go to the doctor solely because he never felt ill. He lived his life the way he wanted to live, even with stage four prostate cancer. He didn't tell anyone of the secret of his, he didn't want anyone to stop what they were doing to take care of him. He was just so happy to be able to go to Florida for the first time in his life to attend the first wedding of his four sons, but he didn't make it. Almost 25 years later, amid the COVID-19 pandemic, 
where racial disparities in healthcare are finally be being brought to light and the stigma around black male vulnerability is slowly dissolving. My grandfather Seth just feels so wrong. And I just can't help but wonder why my grandfather chose to leave a family he dedicated his life protecting behind. But maybe a better question to ask is, what did the idea of fulfillment mean to my grandfather? And did he believe that his life was well lived, even at his death at the age of 55? These are questions I will never have the answers to. But as I began to feel the, fill the void of peace of my identity that was lost before I arrived on this earth, I think the philosophical person that Big June was teaches me a lot about my life in 2021. Everything I need in my life is right here with me.